The Red Rum Theater, Episode 60, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that raises us up. This week is our patrons pick. Every month, if you, if you give a single dollar to the Red Rum Theater, if you are a patron that says, you know what, I believe in your show, I love your show, I'm going to help your show survive, you can vote on the, once a month for a movie we're going to watch. And this month, the patrons have the power, and they... And we, Tony, we hoped and we prayed this movie wouldn't win, and it won. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This proves, this whole podcast we're going to do right now proves that the patron pick is a real thing. It, it's, as we go forward, the patron pick movies you've never seen before, and we'll engage them. You know no. what I'm saying? This is almost one of those. This movie was released November 18, 1989, has a 64% Rotten Tomatoes, Directed by something called a cheat. Which I agree with. Has a cheat chick brothers direct this. We don't know who these guys are. And the plot, it's a very easy plot. The pl- main plot is a man is trying to have a, like a, uh, a traditional family Christmas. Both sides of the family come In his place. home. Yeah. All he, wants is, all he wants to have a magical Christmas for his family. That's what he wants. That's his goal. That's, like, that's the plot of the story. There's a subplot of like a, um, a Christmas bonus that's, like, that's, that's there but the main plot is really just have, and, and it's, it feels like an SNL movie. It's a lot of different, like, random gags put together to fill the runtime. Now, let's, I'm going to talk about this movie in our childhood. I haven't watched this movie in 20 years, which for me is very uncommon. Because I, honestly, in my life, I, I will, if it's like, if I'm, my wife goes to bed, I'm up late, I'll watch a movie I've already seen. Because it's a safe bet. You know what I'm saying? Putting a new movie on, if I don't, it sucks. I'm like mad that I watched a two-hour movie that wasn't any good. Um, and I'll picking a movie I've not seen. It's like, what do I feel like? An old movie, I know what it does. I know how it makes me feel. I can go to it. It's like an old friend. Dude, I, the other day, I randomly put on the, the Casper movie. I thought about putting it on a few times, I loved dude. It. It, I loved it. Was it still good? It, awesome. So this was, I watch a lot of these movies over and over again. Like Die Hard, I watch at least once a year. Legit. Have to. Um, this movie, I've not, I've seen, I've been around people's houses when it's on. Random scenes here and there every year. But at no point in my year, my day, or my life have I ever thought, I really want to sit down and watch this movie. I don't think I've ever seen this movie once sitting before. I've seen it pieced together on it. TBS and on like people's houses. There's certain scenes that we've always watched and always loved. You know, like, like the okay, sledding I, scene was awesome. Sledding scene made me laugh, and I always remembered Cousin Eddie. I remembered, I remembered his um, what do you call that fake sweater that he wears under? Remember, he's, he's wearing a white sweater. And you see, he's wearing Skin. the he's wearing the fake turtleneck. Turtleneck. What is that? Like a faux turtleneck? You can mock s- turtleneck. Mock turtleneck. You can see it under his that shirt. That was hilarious. That's, that's and that's a really subtle uh, humor because he's that he's that little class. Um, but here's the fact of the matter. I have so many of my friends. So Mine people, too. People say it's one of the best Christmas movies of all time. 
and I don't particularly like it. I don't either. Like, I was hoping I'd watch this movie again, and I would be wrong. It's happened. I, first time I saw Gangs of New York, didn't like it. What? Now that's crazy. Well, dude, because they're getting ready to fight Bill the, you know, the Butcher and Steak and DiCaprio, and then a bomb the goes happens, off, yeah. and you're like, what about their story? So I felt like it was like, it took a twist. It cheated you. But it didn't, because you watch the movie again, you realize it's more about New York than it is about them. It's yeah. about the city changing and they being left behind. So I'm like, I missed the point. I, and the thing is, Daddy Lewis. Amsterdam, I'm New York. It, it, exactly. That's yes. the whole movie. Yes. That's the whole movie. Yes. Because it started off New Amsterdam, it became New York. Mm. That, that's the city did. Dude, it's, it's, dude, it's so good, dude. That is an actor. And I didn't like, um, what's that called? No Country for Old Men, first time I saw it. I, we were in the theater together, we and were, we were kind of lost. I'm like, did we, did we fall? I literally thought I fell asleep. I thought I fell asleep yeah, in the yeah, movie. That was strange. Because it's building toward this, these two people colliding. And then he's just dead. He's just dead. And I'm like, is that? And you realize he literally is just a regular guy. He's not no superhero. He's not a special, like, the, now the killer, on the other hand, was the baddest dude ever. And the movie's really about Tommy Lee Jones, not about... I mean, it's, I, just, I just missed... It's, it's about the old school... Yes, it's no yeah. country for old men. I mean, yeah. the, the title should tell you, but I missed it. So it happens where I... I didn't like Gladiator the first time I saw it. Well, you need to chill, Holmes. But that's why I always say I'm a three-movie three rule. I watch it three times before I tell if I like it or don't like it. Okay, that's a good rule to have. It's a great... For me... The first time I seen Napoleon Dynamite, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You didn't like... Second time... Laughed harder than ever. That's I say I felt the same way about the Jack Black one. Not, not your Libre. Hated it. Three or four times in, I'm like, this is the funniest shit I've ever I seen. I gotta see it again. You know what movie you didn't like the first time was Idiocracy. You thought it was stupid. I thought it was so dumb, and now I'm like, it was a fucking documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Predicted the future. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> The, the whatever year the Academy Award was an ass. <laughs> <laughs> it just farts and people are <laughs> Listen, if The Rock you know, becomes president, then it's idiocracy. It's true. It's literally an old an old wrestler is the president. It's gonna be awesome, dude. And you know the the most f***ed up part is I'll vote for his ass, dude. If it's The Rock and Tom Hanks, they will wreck anybody. Oh, you're talking about Tom Hanks is the vice president. If, if the why wouldn't Tom Hanks be the president? I don't, I'm saying if, if if the Rock and Hanks go after it, no one can stand against them. Nobody. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. So back to National Lampoon. So, so we love uh, Christmas. Ron Howard movie. gonna be Supreme Court justice or what? <laughs> we love Christmas movies. Tony has a list for you today. Tony has a list. This is a true story. Um, what's the list called, Tony? Uh, the list is called Top 10 Christmas Movies That Are Better Than Christmas Vacation. <laughs> That's my list. Share your list with us, Tony. I'm going to check that bitch twice. Um, okay, first of all, the one that went head-to-head with us, Home Alone smokes this movie. Every time. Home Alone. And this is no particular order. Okay. Home Alone. Elf. Santa Claus. Nightmare Before Christmas. I'll even say the Christmas story, and I'm not even a particular fan of that. But fragile, it's I mean, it's, it's I, funny. I want a dude. leg lamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Die Hard smazokes this Kills movie. Um, I'll even say Jim Carrey's Grinch is better than this. Man, I, I can't say that. I'm, you didn't like it? No. Really? No. Well, Scrooge kills this. Kills it. Okay. Okay. I'll take Grinch back then. I'll say Gremlins. 
Yes. I'll say jingle all the way. Yes. And my number 10 is going to have to be nothing like the holidays with John Leguizamo. That movie is Pound so, it. it's that movie so, is so good. incredible. Incredible. It's great. All those Christmas movies better than this damn movie. Now, you're, 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 you're like, we're, gonna, we're not going to, we're never going to say things like movie stupid. We'll give you reasons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, I, I, listen, if I sat and watched it, I'd have a couple laughs, probably have a couple drinks. It's it's on for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But this movie isn't better than Home Alone. It's not better than Elf, and it damn sure ain't better than Jingle All the Way. No. But I, you know what? It, it, it a lot of our listeners grew up different than we did. That I'll just say this movie. One of the reasons the movie doesn't hit we, me, especially around Christmas, we search for for meaning. Like we need we need a resolve. We need a a life lesson, so to speak. We need um. I mean, it's petty shit I'm not with on Christmas, dude. Listen, I, the number one reason, the reason number one we don't like this movie is there is no moment of incredible heart in this film. Like a movie like Scrooged, it's, it's a comedy. It is. But now, remember, again, I'll reiterate, it's enjoyable, it's funny, but with, we, I mean, this whole point of our podcast is raise us right, raise us wrong, things that touched us growing up. Christmas for us is a very special thing because... Our Christmases were so fucked up. We had horrible Christmases growing up. So when we watch a Christmas movie, we we need some warmth, some heart, some some uh, you know family, something that uh, the main guy is gonna learn from. I right. mean, the, the only thing this motherfucker learns from is I deserve a Christmas bonus. What is a Christmas bonus, dude? So and then he spends it before he's got it. So listen, this is a movie hard for us because we don't have any traditions in this film. No cutting down a tree. No, um, I mean, look, they're in a nice house. We never even had stockings, dude. Sneaking. One of the conflicts is the, is the bonus. And I'm like, and they're talking about his bonus. He spent 7,500 of it on a, on a down payment on a pool. That's not the whole bonus. That's some of the bonus. It could be 10 to 20 grand. I don't even comprehend that. It, it's a world. I shit my pants over a two hundred dollar bonus this year, which was amazing. Amazing, and it was, and it was unexpected, which is why it's a bonus. Right? It's not you're not guaranteed. You don't roll your bonus into your salary. That's not how it works. It's a bonus. Um, because I don't recognize this life, it's hard for me to connect with it. I don't connect with the film. I don't. There's no character because, like, even like you say, you say strange boot well, Nestor, you didn't grow up in Canada. You don't drink a lot of beer, but you know why I understand? Because your brother does. <laughs> <laughs> I understand brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I understand best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, share the same brain. That makes sense to me. I oh shit, we got we, uh, mom's <laughs> gonna get mom or dad's gonna get her ass. <laughs> exactly. In, in this case, mom. Because yeah. oh. <laughs> thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can connect. I understand it. But this movie, it's a different family dynamic. Like, like there's a lot of like uh, disrespect. From kids to parents. Oh, man. And I don't know that world, dude. There was a couple funny things, like when he came out with a chainsaw and he was going to, you know, cut the tree to make it fit the house. And the neighbors are these, you know, snooty, upper-class assholes. And the guy says, what are you going to do with that tree or something? Uh, The tree ain't going to fit in your, what are you going to put that tree? Ain't going to fit in the house. Yeah, and he says, bend over and I'll show you. (laughs) And then he says something, and then the, the Clark goes, I wasn't talking to you. And the wife's like, what? <laughs> that was funny. And like, 
I mean, the whole movie, he's thinking about other women than his wife. It's like, like legitimately, I don't like Clark. I don't like him. I think he's, he's shallow. He's fake. He never, like, it's, I just, there's no growth in him as a character. Like, there's no big revelation. No, there's no moment of, he doesn't like ever. Even the cops are like, you cut Chris's bonuses? Oh, if I had a whip, I'd, or if I had what? Something, I'd whip you. Like, what? There's no moment where he connects with his wife or a kid. There's like, give me a moment of heart and I'm with you. But I'll get that second. So first of all, don't connect with it. It's, it's a different world than I ever had. I'm not saying it's not a classic. I mean, it's cla- I mean, di- I, I, different people, different classics to different people. I bet you a lot of people out there have awkward families, very shallow, and this movie is like Christmas to them. This is what they experience. I mean, I, you know, I, you, and another thing about Christmas that I don't understand, and, and maybe it's because of how we grew up and how close our family is, mm-hmm. being you know a Latino family. I love when my family gets together. I love when the house is full of all our family. I mean, the crazier and the weirder and the more awkward the conversations get when you drink and but whatever. I love the feeling of having my family around. And in this movie, the families, like every family member, like the, the in-laws, there's nothing good about them ever. They're only just bad. The thing about family is, you have family members, we might have family members that are kind of a mess, but they have things that are about them that are fun too. Dude, when I was in uh, Texas for Thanksgiving, and I was with my cousins, my first cousins, my aunt, my uncle, and uh, my grandma and cousins. We're all together, and we're drinking, we're watching football, we're, we're laughing, we're talking trash. Grandma's sitting in her chair, smiling. I love that shit, man, and there's not enough of that. These guys get together, and just like half the people I know, they, they dread the family Christmas. They hate all, it. Well, why are you f***ing having them all over then? And they come over early. They come over like the December Days 14th. early. I'm like, what are you guys doing there that early? Dude, but I didn't have enough time with mine. The thing is, and the family is painted so badly, I'm like, man, fa- people might be hard to live with, but they have good qualities too. Like, my second grandma, can, like, she can give anyone the business, dude. She can, she give it to she you. can burn your life she down. She can give it to you, and you, you literally are speechless. Like, uh, you're, you're a little kid. You're a little kid oh, who yeah. just slept across. Yes. But you know what? She loves you with it, 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 her love for you is this, like it's equally given. Like it, it's like people aren't just one dimensional. There's like the, there's a depth to them, and even a family member might be like a like a handful. There's still stuff about that makes them hilarious or enjoyable, lovable. They're not just bad, and the, all the family just pictured as bad. Like they're awful, and life is awful. Um, so so I couldn't relate to it. Two, the lack of heart. I, I just, I, I want that. I, I love that. I, I watched Scrooge tonight, and the, the Frankie Angel scene. You want a, you, listen, everybody go back one year to Scrooge's podcast. To this day, it's probably our best podcast we did. Dude. There's shit in that movie that, that, that jerks your heart out of your chest, dude. And, 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 and no, it's, it's almost a little too sappy. But I love it. Though, man, at the end, the resolve and the things he learns, it's like, it's and, and they they turn the Scrooge story into modern day reality. It's it's, fa- it's, it's, it's so it's fun, so beautiful, man. This movie was like, I mean, it made me want to drink. It made me want to like. I mean, he's got a beautiful wife, and he's just having these fantasies about other women, and like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm you know whatever. 
I'm not the, like the best guy. Well, not the fantasies. He's but acting on it. He's saying my wife is dead. He's like, okay, listen. I, I don't care how fine. I'm not gonna say my wife is dead to some girl to see her sticking her no panty line sticking panties. I, I dude. did love that scene, though, dude. See Russ, no line, and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying he's so like that's it's a that's a that's a pathetic move, dude. It's it's just crazy. And then he this the, the movie goes from him fantasizing about a woman outside the window to him being cool to a little girl. I'm like, that's that's yeah, that's creepy, dude. Remember that? She's like, that scene kind of had a little bit of heart. Like that was it was close. That's a close you get. Very close. That's a close she, you get. Because you know, it, it, she starts kind of that kind of messed me up a little bit because she comes from such a bad home. And yeah. she said we didn't get anything last year. You know, well, we didn't do anything wrong last year. We didn't get any. He's what's the line she says that he says you should talk that way? What'd she say? Um she swears and then she changes another one. <laughs> that was funny. It's funny. That was really funny. Um like I, I'm saying, I didn't I, I, this isn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't seen. hate there, the movie. There's it's... moments of of funny. I mean, there's there's a lot of parts on here that are that are really funny. Like when um, he gets the car under the semi on accident. That's, that was hilarious. That's crazy. Uh, the stinking rednecks he was fighting with, and the the best part is he ain't backing down. He's like this, you know, middle class, middle America like dad, like dorky dad, and he's like, I ain't taking this shit from these rednecks. That was funny. Sledding scene, classic, classic. Um, I mean, I there were some funny scenes. Like when, when uh, he falls off the roof, grabs the gutter, and the stinking ice goes through the neighbor's window, breaks their <laughs> entertainment center and all that shit, and there's no evidence. There's just <laughs> the melted water. water. Yeah. I mean, there's funny stuff. Don't get me wrong, but there's if no this movie, If this movie came on at a buddy, if I went to someone's house and watch this movie, I'd watch it with them. I wouldn't be like, I ain't watching this crap. I'd, I'd sit down and watch the movie. I'd be respectful. But it's definitely – it's down the list – I probably will never in my whole life ever put this on for my personal pleasure. Well, you I'll tell you what, you'd never put it on for your family. No. Ever. And it's just not what family is, it's not what I feel. So I I don't I don't reckon I don't rec, I don't I don't connect with this movie because it's not personal to me. I don't I grew up this way, I don't know this world. And their house is beautiful, dude. First of all, the damage that they did to that house is worth more than that fucking bonus. I'll tell you that right now. Breaking the windows out, tearing the walls down. I mean, breaking all the dishes. I mean, it, it, I, come on, dude. Um, so crazy house that don't, don't know that life. Um, not enough heart, and those are two of my. And honestly, you know what? I don't like him as a. What, like, I think he's very shallow as a character. Like I, I, don't, I don't like him as a character. I don't like him as a character. That's, I'll say that. I don't like him as a character because he just feels like. You know, I'm gonna say something even stronger. I'm not a big Chevy Chase fan. Okay, you need to calm down there. I'm just saying, I'm not a huge Chevy Chase fan. Have you seen Three Amigos? It may be my only movie I like. Listen, dude, there's I thought movies. Memoirs of Invisible Man was awesome. I thought it was all right. I, didn't, I, I don't. He's been in projects that I like the project, but I don't like him. I don't follow his career. Him being in a movie doesn't make it stronger for me. Like, yeah, if Ackroyd shows up in a movie, I'm, I pay attention. If Bill Murray shows up in a movie, I pay attention. If Chase shows up somewhere, I don't care. I don't, I don't follow him. He, he's not a Spice. He's not a Stanley Tucci. He's not a Sticky Steve Buscemi. He's not a guy who, if he comes into a movie, I'm like, ooh, a little of this, a little of that. I'm in. I, there, are, there are people like that, like Steve Zahn. Like there's, Steve, like, exactly. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see a guy's in it, and you're like, okay, I'll watch this because this guy's in it. Exactly. I'll Chase that, is like not Danny that for me. Danny Trejo's in a movie. I'm going to check it out. I watched some bullshit with Danny Trejo. <laughs> I watched uh, the Tombstone one, the um, something Tombstone, a Western with him and Mickey Rourke. 
Oh, Whack shoot. Delicious. I watched the whole thing, though. But I also watched Badass. And you love those. And Badass, too. <laughs> and Badass, badass uh, in the Bayou. I loved them all, dude. I loved them all. Dan, uh, Danny Glover was in two and three. I know, dude. So, I don't say this movie is terrible. I'm just saying. Listen, it's a funny Christmas movie. We just didn't grow up with this. No, it, 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 it's, it's a movie that it's literally, I watch it, and I almost don't understand why it's so loved. Like I'm like, but like like I said though, like we said earlier, uh, we have a lot of friends that grow up like this, middle class. Probably had dads who were it. aloof or not very good fathers. That this reminds them. This is my my dad's stupid and and incompetent, and this reminds me of him. Um, as a man, I'd if I if I was viewed this way as a man by people, I would I would hate myself. Like I'm capable. I'm competent. I'm. I don't know. I don't want to lose my mind. When he's thinking and he's trapped in the attic and he's watching those old movies and he's crying and shit and he was sitting on the door and she opened it, dude. That was funny. That was funny as hell. But it, this is ain't my Christmas movie, dude. It's not my Christmas movie. Hashtag not my, not my Christmas movie. Uh, that's my hashtag for the day. Man, my hashtag, 10 better Christmas movies. <laughs> so any of the things that, like, like again, we don't hate it. It's just not ours. It's not. And we have Raises Wrong, Raises Right. We do. Because this movie did teach me a few okay, things. Okay, dude, you even got on this stamp. Dude, you have nothing but trouble, Three Amigos, and Funny Farm on your list, and Spies Like Us, and you don't like Chevy Chase? You're crazy. I need to see All great hey, listen, movies. The cast. Spies Like Us, I watched again. Him hey, and Dan Unbelievable. I need to see that again. I need to see that again. I didn't like Fletch, which is one of his big movies. And you know what's crazy? Caddyshack was, was amazing. I love it, but not because of him. Too bad I love Funny Farm. The stinking crazy mailman. I, that movie's amazing. I like Funny um, Farm. Nothing but trouble. One of my favorite dark comedies. But again, not because of him. He's great in it, though. I think of Demi Moore. I think of Stinking. I think John of John Candy. Candy. I think Dan of Dan Aykroyd. The judge is so good. Even the Brazilians. <laughs> Brazilianaires. Chevy Chase almost feels like a placeholder in some of these movies. Like I don't feel he brings something powerful to the table. I just that's who I am. I don't know why. I need to see Spies Like Us again because I, I remember liking it as a kid. That was I haven't amazing, seen it. I haven't seen it in 25 dude. years, legitimately. Doctor, 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 I doctor. I remember, doctor. <laughs> I, I just remember him and them cheating on the test in the class. Hilarious, dude. It's so stupid. The whole point is it's a suicide mission, so they pick the two dumbest guys. Right, right. I understand. Um, <laughs> Chevy Chase. Has some movies in there that are good. Doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> 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 Shit's funny. Yuffo's Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo is the wife. Oh, and I always okay, thought but, she was so hot. Dude, she's, she's the only... Him and her are in all the movies. The kids change every movie. I know. It's crazy. Um, I can't believe Julia Lewis was the daughter. With that, so we do, the, the dress she wears, the she, blouse she wears on Christmas Day, is a, you don't, that's a dress you wear out like... To like a, the, the the work party, not to like your in-laws at your house party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the massive like cleavage I hole, know. dude. I'm like, it's your sticking parents are over, yo. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna be my P PJs all day if the in-laws are coming over. Shoot. PJ coming over. It's a hoodie and jammy pants. Dude. That's what I'm telling you. But um, she is also in. She's in a deleted scene from High Fidelity. Who is? Beverly D'Angelo. Really? There's a scene deleted from High Fidelity. It's the scene. You want to talk about a genius movie. Okay. There's a scene. He's a call on some records. He goes check it out. It's the lady selling all her She's husband's records. She's the one. I've heard. Of her, her husband left 
with like a, with one of the, their daughter's friends Oof. from college. He's off in like an island and needs money. He's like, sell my record collection, send me the money. She goes, so he looks, he's looking through the collection, curious like he is, and he's like, he's so good record, so he starts thinking of the best records you can imagine. So he goes, finds Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, first EP, which is huge money. He's just going to finding EPs, and they, he has every one he can think of that's worth big money. And he says, listen, man, I can afford maybe one of these, but I, I, I can't buy these from you right now. This is one of the clips I've ever seen. She goes, $5 to the whole lot. He goes, uh, ma'am, you understand. You, you have, she goes, I know what they're worth. I know what they are. She tells the story of her husband. It's like, he, well, he needs me to send me money. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this. I'm going to sell it to you. And I'm going to send him that $5 bill and tell him I sold his records. And Cusack <sighs> says, I can't profit off this man's misery and walks away. She goes, I'm going to call someone else. He goes, let him do it. I can't be that guy. And he leaves. He's like, hey, do, the, to the, do it to another man. I would, have, I would have took the money and run. Dude. I would have, here's five bucks. I'm out. I would have, dude, it would be brutal. Dude, it would, but she is the, the scorned wife and she's awesome in that role, dude. It's a deleted scene on the DVD. Watch wow. it. It's so good. Watch it on YouTube. You, we'll, um, we'll put the YouTube clip on this podcast. It is a great clip. Of Beverly D'Angelo the being you, just the YouTube clip is better than Christmas Vacation. It's <laughs> 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 just okay. Juliet well, Lewis. Get some hate. Oh, we're gonna get kicked in the head for this. Juliet Lewis as the daughter. She doesn't have much to do in this movie. No, she's just like, a little little shit. She, but then there's a moment she's nice for dad. But most of the time she's just a dude. First of all, there ain't no way we're getting away with this crap with our mom ever. My mom would smack the crap yeah. out of me if I was this oh, way. Yeah. I, we weren't allowed to be jerks to our... I, I remember once I said something to mean to mom. We're in the car. I think it was mom, grandma, me and you in the car. And I remember I said something like, uh, you call me stupid. I said something like that. And there was a moment of silence. And she comes over like the, the middle part of the seat. She comes over the middle part just slapping the crap out of me, dude. I mean, mom has laid it on me a few times. And you know what? She's a single mom raising two boys who were bigger than her at age 13. Okay? Literally. We're, we're, we outweighed her at 13 years old. Outweighed her. Uh, there was three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Steakin, these kids talk to their dad with just disdain, disrespect. I can't handle that. Like, I can't handle it, dude. No, I can't either. But, I mean, if I see a kid being crazy to his parents... I don't blame the kid, dude. If I see a kid just going nuts, crying, the mom or dad's like, you do this one more time, the kids says again, they do nothing. I'm like, listen, that's not the kid's fault. You have not trained them properly. My children, I snap my fingers and they come. <laughs> Dang, that's all I'm saying, dude. That's all I'm saying. I've spanked Nesto once and Lena once, and it's all it ever took. One time. And they know. And they know there's a spanking belt hanging up in my, in my, 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 my bedroom. Dang. I told them a story how I got spanked by grandpa. And I, I showed them what a belt. I showed them how to sleep. I did the thing where you put it together and go. Ksh! I'm like, this thing hit me a few times. And it told me what it did to me when it hit. And they looked at that with wide eyes. And sometimes when they're playing, they'll say, if you, Nessa will say to Lena, like, I hate you. He'll get mad at her. She goes, you can't say you hate me. Or daddy will spank you with a spanking belt. He's like, I'm sorry, Lena. <laughs> they back down because they know spanking belts are real things. So these kids disrespect their parents in this movie. I don't like it. it I, I, I would never get with. 
I'm 36 years old. You're 37. I'm 36. Okay, 37 years old. Don't, I don't ever talk to my mom that way, ever. Never, ever. There's respect that was taught from childhood to now. If my mom smacked me, I'd take the hit because she's. You better take it. I'm saying. One time I blocked. You know what I blocked? Her. Yeah, she got you worse. Like literally, I didn't even think about it. I just like put up like a ninja, blocked one of her slaps. And I looked at her like, I'm sorry. Like I knew it was coming worse, dude. <laughs> you were like stinking Steve Martin, dude. Oh. <laughs> now listen. Before you stick and destroy us on this podcast, you gotta remember we we have not we do not have a good track record with Christmas. We have had bad Christmases, so Christmas movies we take serious. And just thinking about all the memories and shit, this we just cannot relate to this. We can't. This is not relatable. Christmas for us. I don't know about you, but Friday. I remember just two days ago, Christmas Eve, Eve, whatever it was. I felt the darkness coming in on yeah. me. Oh, like yeah. just, I don't know why. I get around this time of year. I don't like it. It's <clears> like <throat> that's right. For, for us, our Christmas tradition is Chinese food in a movie every year. Every year, we've had some bad Christmases, man. Yelling, screaming, beating. I mean, just tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas. We're getting Chinese food. We're going to see Jumanji. And, and that's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. I don't do the whole fam. Like if I could every year be with all my family in Texas, I would. We, we can't. Um, this year, mom's in Texas with grandma because she's real sick. So they're all together for Christmas. Which is it's, awesome. It's That's... awesome. But it's sad because I want to be there. I, I miss my mom. I miss mom for Christmas, dude. It's, I, I feel her. She called me today. I talked to her on the phone. I felt sad. I'm like, mom's far away. Like, I felt it. Um, so, okay. So just take all this in consideration before you destroy us because th- this Christmas is kind of a sad one for us, too. So... Juliette Lewis is a great actress. But she has nothing to do in this movie, but generally she's a great actress. Uh, too bad a movie that you do not like, Natural Born Killers, is... Hey, listen, I don't like the film, but she's great in it. So's Woody. Woody! Okay, So's Downey. This movie... So's Tommy. They're all good in the movie. But So's the, thinking, uh, what's the dude? Uh, Sizemore. They're all badass hey. in this movie, dude. You know who's not? It's Rodney's not... It's, a, it's, a, he's, it's the uh, sickest you know role what? I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he's great. Okay, it's, I can't believe he agreed to do it. So I can't believe he agreed sick. to do that role because he is, and the way they film it with the laugh, laugh track, tracks. it's dark. That's so sick, dude. Ooh, it's dark, dude. Damn, is that sick. Movie's crazy, dude. It's nuts. You're free. Who made that movie? Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone can miss a baseball, dude. You didn't like it? No, I'm saying, there's movies he makes that are bad. You ever see Alexander? Unwatchable. Ugh. I mean, literally, I'm watching. I'm like, Colin. Yes. Ugh. I'm like, just make it to the end. It's got to end soon. Three hour sleep fest, dude. How do you mess up Alexander the Great's life story? I mean, conquered the known world and you made it boring. Oliver Stone can make up crap film, Jeez. dude. Um, but she has, she has Cape Fear, dude. Dust till dawn. Dust till dawn. She's good in. She survives that, doesn't she? Dust till dawn. Yeah. And doesn't he leave her at the end with a pile of money but he leaves her the she wanted to go with him to el rey bro what does he say to her i, I might be a sob but i'm not a or i might be a 
bastard, but I'm not a son of a bitch or something. <laughs> and when he gives her a pile of money, he says, go do, go do your thing. They're not far over the border, dude. She can get but back. she's in Mexico. She's in. She's got the RV and a pile of money, bro. She can get back over the border, dude. Doesn't her brother and dad die? Yes. Oh, man. That movie, dude. I had a buddy tell me a story. He was watching that movie, went out and got pizza, came back, because I was at the apartment watching it. And he's like, what was the movie at? Well, this is the same movie. And he just, because it changes so yeah. much. My buddy Ray, he went and seen it, had no idea what it was about. First half of the movie, he's like, damn, this movie's crazy as shit. And all of a sudden, they're vampires. He's like, what the hell? It's, it's, it's like, like two movies. It's a U-turn, bro. Um, the first movie is a good movie by itself, dude. It's great, dude. George Clooney's never been cooler, dude. Never been cooler. The, the scene when he's, <laughs> the old the, man. he's like hitting the bell. The old man's in the bathroom. He's like, ding, 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 ding. Then he picks it up. Gong, 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 gong. The guy's like, he's like, what the hell do you want? He's so mad. He's like, what the hell do you think I want, old man? I want a fucking room. Uh, okay. <laughs> so funny, um, She also's in Cape Fear. That role is. That's sick. And she was a young girl. She too. was young. It was Jodie Foster young. I can't believe they did that. Ooh. When he's. Oh, <laughs> dude, she's in what's eating Gilbert Grape. She's great in that one. That movie, that movie is an unseen gem full of great performances. Depp, the least of the greatest of which is Leo. DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. He is. How did he not get an Academy Award? I have that? no idea how that slipped through the cracks. That he was. That was amazing. I remember when I used to live with Jake Shaw. He'd never seen it. We rented it. And right when it starts out, when he chops the grasshopper's head off, but then he's sitting there with Johnny Depp and he's crying because he killed the grasshopper. And Jake looks at me and goes, I can't see it. I can't watch this shit. <laughs> he's like, <"Dude." laughs> um, I think it's kind of sweet that they burned the house down. With her in it? Yeah. Because they didn't want her to go through the embarrassment. We're going to need a crane to get her out. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> Give me my son, dude. She's just she does the she does the Mel Gibson, dude. Dude, she does it. The rich give me back my son. <laughs> the cops like, oh, f <laughs> dude. In ransom, when that little boy pees his pants. It's because he hears the voice. It's so good. That movie is unreal. Oh man. <sighs> okay, Louis, Louis is good in this. And then you got randomly Johnny Galecki as the boy Rusty. Yeah. What. That Roseanne and Big Bang Theory. Yep. He also, he's in he's in Suicide Kings. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's in. I know he, he did was last awesome summer. in that. Yes, he was good in Suicide Kings. Doesn't it, does it, doesn't Walken like him? At the end, he <laughs> gives Walken his finger back and he's packed it in ice. Yeah. He said, "Here, I, I, you know that I did that." What's his name in that movie? I can't remember, but Walken's cool. He tells him, "You're the man." He got, the, <laughs> yes! he got this look on his face like, "I'm the man, dude." <laughs> that was cool. We got to Suicide Kings someday. What a movie. It's just a small little movie. I l it's just some funny crap. You talking shit about me? You spent eleven hundred dollars on fist boots. <laughs> that movie. That movie told shows you that Tarantino changed Hollywood. Everyone wanted to beat Tarantino after they, that. They tried. Hard. Everyone swung for that. Smoking aces. Same. Everybody. Band. Everyone's going after that Tarantino feel after this movie. So decent cast in this film. Randy Quaid, man. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Eddie. That's a classic character. Right People there. love Uncle Eddie, dude. I love when they introduce him. It's funny because he's doing that. His lights work. And he's going person to person, hugging him as though he did something that is actually meaningful. Like that's how I'd be like if I graduated college. And for him, he lit college, <laughs> mother. 
Graduate <laughs> high school, you mean? He's giving the hugs out like, thanks for coming. Open house. Well, just so you thanks know, Ernesto did graduate college. I'm just saying, I ain't never college. The hell's college? It's like your open house. You, people come over. You, it's a big moment. You give hugs. Yeah. He's doing that for his freaking lighting of the Christmas tree lights. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a real. It's, it's funny. Oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. The way he's hugging everybody. It's like, this is ridiculous. Crying. And yeah. Stuff. Um. Then he starts hugging on. You're like, who is this guy? Because there's, there's another guy there randomly. It's a good introduction for character. He's just yeah. there. He just showed up to surprise him, dude. So. Two things. Okay, so uh, prom- for what some promotion? Here it is. Okay, listen. How can you help our podcast be better? Very simple, man. Do the line. I want you to tell your friends about me. Is that what he says? I don't know which one you're trying to do, man. Batman. He goes. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Not quite like that, but yeah. Hark Keaton's voice is so unique. That's because he's the best Batman. Stephen, <laughs> if you have a friend who loves movies. Tell them about the Red Rum Theater podcast. I've told my barber about the podcast. Just well, that's because she f***s your hair up so bad every time. It was time. a guy, it was a guy okay, this time. Good. You need to go consolidate a barber, man. I don't want to wait in line, dude. Listen, if you go during the week, you don't. Okay. I'm not as cool as you <laughs> and Henry, dude. Arresto, dude. You guys come out looking good. I don't think I'm going to look cool if I go there. Dude. I think I'm going to be all just... Like, I think we go there, they're coming here like, sorry, man, you're not cool. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I should stick it straight up, dude. <laughs> the guys, I walk in, they're like, get out of here, 37-year-old dad. They can make you cool, dude. Dude, every dad goes there, man. You're going to have to get a couple tattoos, though. <laughs> you got to oh. do a Popeye tattoo on your forearm. You got to do a tattoo, man. Um, I want a tattoo. I just waiting for the design to come through. Is it the one about the book? I love books. <laughs> I, no, I like books. That's the name of my tattoo. I like books. Gonna, if you get I like books, I'll get I love lamp. I <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that too? Uh, that's a stupid. I don't know. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean some girl marry her? What's this? Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm stupid. Oh, at least it ain't an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Um, so tell your friends about the podcast. I, mean, I take people's phones from them. I load it up for them. People, there's a lot of people that don't know podcasts at all. They don't know what podcasts, they don't know what podcasts are. They don't, they don't have a podcast app on their phone. Tell them if they're Android. Stitcher app for Apple users. The podcast app. To listen, to enjoy, get, show them a movie that they, they, they like and they listen to, just not this episode. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to hate us. Tell your friends all about the podcast. Now, this movie I'm did. I'm telling you right now, dude, Nate Dog is going to kill us, dude. People are going to want to shoot us over this podcast. So, listen. Ricky, too, looked at us sideways as hell today, dude. <laughs> um, there's two things this movie gave me that I watched. I'm like, I'm never do these two things. Both raised me wrong. First, I knew watch this movie. Shitter was full. I never wanted to own an RV. In my mind, RV was white trash. RV meant poor, and I don't want to be poor anymore. Yeah, too bad the older you get, though, you realize RV means rich. But in, I'm saying in my mind, somehow it got in there early. I associate RVs with poverty and with, like, being pathetic. And so I don't ever, like, to me, RVs are, like, not a part. This coming from the guy that lived in the trailer in Grandma's yard. I'm just saying, I know there's some beautiful, fancy pants, house well, on is, though, wheels. These guys had to live in there as their home. RVs are generally a recreational vehicle. RV, RV. Yeah, RV. it's for vacationing. I'm just saying. And so when you cousin, go somewhere, you have your home with you. Cousin Eddie colored it so much, I assumed this was the only guys that lived. So I'm just saying. What did, what did uh, Benny used to teach us when we were young? I don't know. About assuming. <laughs> Don't assume. <laughs> because? You make an ass out of you and me. Listen, 
I'm not saying it's reason. I'm just saying this movie put that idea in my head. Shitter was full. Dude, that's gross as crap, dude. So gross. Also, this movie, watching this movie as a young kid, I realized I never want to work in an office. Ever. I saw this, and you know what? I never did. I never worked retail. I was always... You had an office at the church, fool. Big badass office. I never was in the business world. That's your dad. It looked terrible, dude. All the suits following the boss. Kissing ass. Just kissing that booty, dude. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But Chris's bonus is expected. I'm just saying, in high school, we worked retail, manual labor. That's it. We never worked retail, never worked in the business world. There's money in the business world. I just never wanted to go there. There is. Um, That's two things this movie gave to me that as a kid, I'm like, I don't want those two things in my life ever. Anything you ever took from this at all? I think this, this influenced your life at all? Did it touch your life? Did it make you think something at all or nothing? I don't put crazy stuff at the bottom of your sled because you'll end up hitting the freeway. <laughs> I don't know. Don't cut down your Christmas tree because you have sap all on yourself when you're trying to go to sleep. Reading a magazine, just thinking of having all the things on his hands. Yeah. That just looked uncomfortable, dude. Dude, sap's terrible. It's the worst. I took down a tree every year for my house, and the sap, it takes days to wash you, off. You guys cut a, cut a tree down? I walk out in a field, cut a tree down every year. Man, too bad. I got a pine saw, air, a pine tree air freshener, I just put it on the floor. <laughs> um, you pinpointed the kid, next step, washing it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, this wasn't. <laughs> So that's our our small, short, highly controversial. Listen, I promise the next the next uh, pick you guys do, we'll probably love it. It's, the Christmas is a, it's a very it's a tough animal for us. Christmas Big time. Is. I mean, it's kind of like a. <laughs> this is the worst analogy. I can't wait, dude. It's kind of like when you date a girl that just got out of an abusive relationship. <laughs> She just said, she's going to be a long time before she trusts your ass, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. It's tough, man. That's saying. awesome Christmas. That's awesome. awesome Christmas. Well, I mean, Christmas abused our ass for so many years. Dude, it's... Trying it's... to give me a hug. I'm flinching. <laughs> I'm like, you trying to help Ike? No, Oh, shoot, dude. Now... Next week, our podcast is very unique. It's end of the year, so we're doing a special... Live. A live, it'll be Friday night, special live podcast. We are doing our end of the year spectacular. We're doing our picks for the best of media 2017. Our best movies, our favorite movies, our favorite TV shows, our favorite albums of the year, our favorite podcasts, for me, favorite books. We're How many favorite podcasts are we doing? Like, maybe like the top podcasts of the year, yeah. Okay. You got yours? No. You got like two. Well, I know you I told me about. A few different ones, yeah, you yeah. told me about two that you love. Um, so we're, we're doing it live. And you, of course, we'll put it on, on, on the podcast on Sunday night. And uh, so you'll be there to listen to on this format. So that's going to be live on uh, Steakin, our platform. So that's something to listen to there. It's going to be live Friday, though, right? Yeah, Friday night we're doing live. And we're putting up online Sunday okay. to the podcast. Um, so that's what we're doing this week. It's going to be hilariously fun. Tune in for something that's a little less heavy, a little less us trying to be like, like, Ah, f*** it. Do you want to... We'll do our top movies, and we'll even do our biggest disappointment for the year. we each do one. That'll be fun, dude. Okay. Movie that let us down the most a year, because we always got a few of those. I'll tell you what's going to be next year. Overboard. Oh, da da da. I ain't watching that bullshit. I'm not going to the movies to see that. No way. I'll see it on Netflix when it comes out. Dude, it ain't going to be on Netflix forever. In a year, I'll watch it. So... 
That's us, man. That's, that's it. That, that's Christmas vacation. Oh, Tony, for the record, there are four Chase vacations. There's family vacation. There's vacation. European. There's European vacation, Christmas, and Vegas. Vegas. What's your favorite? Vegas, by far, hands down, best. Which is crazy. Which, which I'll tell you what. I could watch that anytime and laugh my ass up. Vegas Vacation is, is an amazing comedy, dude. I, I can't believe you love it so much, dude. I love it. Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. <laughs> that movie's amazing, dude. And probably because thinking, uh, what's his name, plays uh, Russ. Who plays Russ? The guy from Can't Hardly Wait. You're right, he He's is. He's great, dude. You have a much better... Honestly, the kid's a way bigger part. Yeah, the thing is, in most of the movies, the kids have bigger roles than they do in this one. This one, the kids are very small roles. Um, my favorite is probably the first vacation, going to Wally World. Because of John Candy. Because of John Candy. When he punches the moose in the nose. How about when he shoots John Candy in the ass with a pellet gun, dude? That's so <laughs> funny, dude. Dude, so my favorite is probably that first one. So, See, we don't hate the, the, the vacation movies. It's just this one didn't do it for us. It's hard to take on Christmas, man. Like, Harold and Kumar Christmas, I ain't watching that bullshit. Yeah, for me, it's got to have some mad heart. Someone's got to change, learn, okay, listen, grow. Listen, you want to learn, you want to see a Christmas movie that has everything? I got two for you right now. A lot of people have not seen. Family Stone, number one. That Which movie, was that? That, was that, a- that? that one is also about a middle a middle. Class, upper class family and they have their own problems but they love each other they love being together that, I lo- that, that, and there is lessons to be learned in that um that one's incredible and if you want to go the more latin side heck yes nothing like the holidays with john Leguizamo is i'm what i'm watching it tonight. is it edward james almost too no no he's not in it it's the um bad guy do- the guy who played dr octopus in the first run of you're um not ralph julia um too i wish dude he was the best thinking at oh, gomez adams ever I can't remember the guy's name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, Doc Octopus. Yeah, he's in a bunch of different things. He, uh, he plays a Middle Eastern guy. He plays a Mexican yep. guy. He plays Puerto Rican. But he's fantastic as a dad. And, and you, it's got Rosie from La Bamba. She's the mom. Yes, she is. And you have uh, our boy um, from... Luis Pacho- Guzman. Luis Guzman. So, the funniest line of the movie <laughs> is the guy comes back from the war, and he had broke up with his girlfriend and joined the, the Marines. Yep. And so he comes back, and he's like still in love with her. She's got a new man, you know? And he's trying to have some kind of relationship with her, and he's confiding in, confiding in his cousin, Louis Guzman. And he's there at the, the bodega, and he yeah. says, come on, man. We can still be, me and her, we can still be friends. And Louis Guzman looks at him, and he says, come on, man. That's white people shit. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's, an, it's a, I mean, you want to talk about nothing but mad heart and a great lesson at the end that movie the way the movie wraps up is so beautiful dude i love the way it ends man what a good i'm watching it tonight dude i love the i love in movies where there's like a metaphor like i love the tree metaphor through the whole movie that they just wanted to tear for her yep and dude but the tree was just a badass she could knock it down um there's a metaphor one of my favorite metaphors in film is from the contender with jeff bridges and the bad guy is Gary Oldman. He's Gary Oldman plays a senator who's just like wicked, like just you told me about this. I've never seen it. Sam Elliott plays chief of staff, dude. Oh, I'm you te- showed me. Is that the one where that girl was uh Yes she, she did something she was real young? They have a video of her in college yeah, and they used dude. to try to destroy her career. You showed me that scene when he's talking to her, dude. Oh my goodness. Dude Sam Elliott's a G, dude. Dude. There's a mo- there's a theme in the movie where Jeff Bridges always orders insane things from the White House kitchen. 
Just keeps on their toes. You know, the whole movie's ordering crap, and they always get his order right. They always, everything he asks for, they always have it. And he's like, he always like, these guys, how do they do this? He orders a shark steak sandwich one time, and I'm like, it looks so, and you think they bring it to him, and you're just like, it looks so awesome. And at the very end, when everything's going to finally blow up, it's all over. He orders the food, and they're talking. All of a sudden, the phone beeps. He pushes the button. It's like, uh, Mr. President, sir, we don't have this in the kitchen. And it's a small little detail, but the metaphor of the whole movie is it's falling down. It's, it's a great Dang. little touch added right. right like it's, like a, it's a little tiny thing in the movie that people miss. It's like, I love that stuff, dude. Um, love that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's our podcast. Take it or leave it. Um, Skip to the new year if you want. Yeah, there you go. But at the end of the podcast, we say that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like the last week of December. <laughs> um, so, um, as always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blixen and Blixen and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight.